Welcome to From Passion to Paycheck. This is a podcast for boss babes who are ready to ditch the nine to five grind and move forward in their dream life as a business owner. I'm your host, Danielle Driso, business, life strategist, life coach, and expert in helping you fearlessly pursue your dreams. So if you're ready to move towards a life you love and you need a little helpful nudge to get there, then you're in the right place. So I promise to bring you every single episode, either an inspirational story or a mentor or a tip or trick to help you create the business that you absolutely love. So if you are ready to change your life one episode at a time, then you are in for a treat. I can't wait to get started. So let's get rocking and rolling. And I'm so honored to be in your ear. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of From Passion to Paycheck. I am so honored and excited to have you here today, and today I'm bringing you a very, very special guest. So this interview is from the Fully Expressed series, and I'm so excited to get the last two interviews out to you guys. I hope you love it. This lovely lady is such a soul sister of mine. She's an incredible human being. She does all the things and she's so, so powerful. She is the founder of the Moon Child Collective, which is such an incredible jewelry brand. And she's a private chef and she's a business coach and she's just all the things. And she's such a soul sister to me and I can't wait to bring her words of wisdom to you. One of the most powerful things that she has ever said to me, and I hold it with me and you'll hear us talk about it in the interview is that everything is ceremony. And she did some cacao ceremonies for us at the retreat. And it was so heart opening and just so inspiring to see her so connected to her soul on so many different levels. She inspires me every day to be better, to be more open, to be more grounded and just to exist in the moment and to be present. And I absolutely love her. She has just been such an incredible um, influence on my entire business and my life, whether she knows it or not. And just instantly when we met, we connected and it was just such an incredible connection. So I can't wait to bring this interview to you guys and I hope you love it. So without further ado, here's Brittany Reed. Yeah, it's um, it was Thailand oh, where okay, we yeah. met. 
but it was, yeah, it was wild. And I thought like, initially, like I thought maybe you were on the, like, cause at that point we were with so like a huge group. And so I thought maybe like you were there and I had met you before. And so clearly like I've met you in some form. Yeah, clearly, I don't know how, but we somehow like have known each other forever pretty much, even though we just met. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you it. so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome, and I'm so excited for this. So, I have some questions. So, I don't want you to go deep into your story yet, but I want. Can you just give like an overview of what you do? By the way, this is our private chef for my retreat. So, anyways, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> I'm so excited, and she's gonna do a ceremony for us, and she's amazing. And so, go into a little bit about who you are and kind of what you do. Beautiful. Well, hello, everyone that's here with us on live or repeat um, or replay, repeat, Maybe. replay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, my name is Brittany Reed. I live in Regina, Saskatchewan in Canada. So I'm literally just to the east of where Danny is. That's so and crazy. I can't even <laughs> believe that either. That's so crazy. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, we're like six and a half hours apart, I believe, driving. Yeah, which is so cool. Um, yeah. So I am um, basically like I, my main um, business is that I'm a soulful online business coach. And um, I used to have a business in holistic nutrition and um, plant-based plant-based medicine. So I would sell things online and I would contract with different businesses and work with different businesses um, pretty well around the globe. Like I've worked down in Australia, um, pretty well all like around kind of Canada and then now sometimes in the States. So right now with that business, we've actually moved it into a completely consulting um, business for private chef, um, menu development, and kind of like the reason why I love food and nutrition so much. Um, so I have that, and then I have my moon child, which is, um, I always kind of refer to it as, like, little kids used to sell um, on, like, the street. Like, I little, have like, a oh, It says untamed, and I love it, and it hangs on my jewelry tree on my desk. <laughs> on? With all my kids. So little, you know, like how when we're littler, there's, like, these little lemonade stands and that. Well, I used to sell jewelry. So... Yeah, and it's interesting how it kind of came full swing around. So after um, I went through a really big transition with my culinary business um, and really opening up this space of what I truly love. So while I would work with people in business through food and nutrition, I would be doing marketing and online strategy with them and how to like build their community online too. So really the kind of like the last missing link for me for so long was this literally watching people blossom a time freedom lifestyle. And so that's kind of like teaching the time freedom lifestyle with ease and flow, really following your intuition and sinking further and further deeper with the natural cycles of our divine universe mm -hmm. is how I operate um, in all of my, I guess like really I have three businesses, which is something that I didn't really realize. <laughs> Yeah, cool. It's so crazy. Yeah. So that's kind of like the overview. And then I do a lot of ceremonies. So when um, I'm coming out to see Danny and all of the retreat guests, we will be diving into a cacao ceremony that really 
opens up your heart, allows you to come into this space where you can fully come into alignment and unleash that voice that you have and, and unleash that calling and, and really come into that alignment where you are so grounded within what you desire in your life and who you are and moving through your life through your heart. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's so funny when I try to explain it to people, I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it's so cool. And Brittany's going to do it. <laughs> like, and, and I can, it's something with your heart. And I'm like very excited. And I don't know what's happening, but I trust her 110%. So it's going to be great. Yeah. That's so good. So talk a little bit about, because oh, you're just such a fascinating human. And I just love you so much. Thank you. And yeah, you're so welcome. And talk a little bit about how I would love to know how you started on this journey of like the divine and getting into that stuff and really like your travel and how it all came to be where you're at right now. Like I would love to hear that transition. Cool. Um, Yeah. Wow. So I, in a, I grew up on a lake um, just outside of Regina, and there was this little shop called Rudy's. It's still open today, which is so beautiful. I was there for nearly a decade. Um, so I started working at, like, I swear, a very illegal age. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure if it was very legal for me to be working. But I was just her little helper. Like, I absolutely loved it. She was a dear friend of my parents, and it was a shop that pretty well had every like everything that was from all over the world so um she had jewelry from you know india and um and vietnam and thailand and she had like clothing from there and you know beautiful like the um the boats like the wooden boats put into like a basically like a shelf and everything so i was basically kind of within this space of like looking at Ganesh when I was just at, like I was just turned 14 so um sorry a te- decade meaning like 10 seasons so it, it, it's a little bit different when I'm looking at my age right now <laughs> but uh, so I started there when I was you know 14 I had just um I was just starting to discover I had an autoimmune and I also had this, uh, this book called Light on Life from BKS Ingar. And it's really cool that we're talking about this today and like on Fully Expressive because I've been really talking about that book within like the last week and a half. I don't know why it's coming up so much, but BKS Ingar, Light on Life was this, he's a Hathi, um, a Hathi yogi and uh, he kind of just sparked this in like this knowing that something was so much deeper. Like there was something that was so much deeper within us and within this entire universe. Like there was just this, this curiosity that kind of like spiked my interest. And then I was um, diagnosed with an autoimmune a couple months later. And so I really had, like, I was really just pulled through, I guess, like my soul's journey of, of figuring out what this body is and figuring out the layers that we have in these like 10 subtle bodies that we have outside of us. And I didn't even like think anything else from it. Oh, hi, Laurel. So the book is really what spiked this sort of like this divine 
essence of something bigger. Like we are in a, ga- a galaxy within this galaxy within this galaxy. Like it's just the the energy we hold as each individual human being is so potent and has such um, a vastness to it that when I was going through this autoimmune, I felt so isolated because I was like in small town, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to be over now that's like over um way over a decade ago (laughs) that I had no idea what to do like gluten-free was not a thing around here um and I'm sure like maybe you can relate out in like Alberta like it's it just like wasn't really like a thing you knew not really and even going to Saskatchewan when we drove through it's like it's still not really (laughs) kind of like a thing like yeah. <laughs> Calgary's kind of getting bougie now where like it's not even that yeah. they're being more kind of aware of gluten it's like that's like they're really aware of fads so they're like yeah. really good with that but like when we were just Saskatchewan even I was like I don't know how many more times I could just eat a Denny's like I cannot eat one more Denny's meal for like the rest of my life yeah yeah Stephanie's on here too hi hon hi Stephanie <laughs> um yeah and so that book was really the like igniting something within me that was just so deep and and I always like my parents um they they just called me like the gypsy in the family my uncle they my mom always refers it back to my uncle her brother would hitchhike across Canada and I actually have his bag with me and like she gifted it to me which is like makes me want to ball every time because he like I just know him so well but I never met him and I was just always called the gypsy like I never wanted to wear the clothes that were like trendy I just wanted to be um I definitely went through like later on a journey um into like into the pressures of media and society Mm -hmm. and just kind of that area but I just always knew like I wanted to go against the grain on, on everything because I'm like, I'm just here to discover. Like I'm, I'm here to figure this cool like journey out. I want to discover what's really deep within. And then also with the autoimmune, I had to, like I was put into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like the beginning of the, that's the seed of when the, um, when I really just dived into the divine and a life that's super sacred. And I love that. There's something that you said and you didn't even like, I don't think you really were intentional when you said it, but I, I like think about it every time that I think about you, you said something offhandedly. You're like, yeah. And I like to live every single moment of my life in ceremony. And I was like, that is so profound. And I love that. I love that so much. And, and really, I'm starting to feel into that kind of in my business, because just with the voice work that I do and stuff like that, it's like, how can I bring presence and not just like, I'm here, but like, how can I bring like presence into the present moment? Like my actual presence and just turning on the light inside me on and letting that be enough to like radiate out and how can I bring that in? So when you said that, I was like, I love that (laughs) so much. Yeah. Yeah. Ceremony and, um, in light, like life is a ceremony for me. And I know I can actually really understand now when I, cause I mean, I am also 
very much like this human person. So like I have so many layers and I can come, I can become in balance very easily too, like everyone else. But I always um, choose to activate my life every single day in a form of ceremony. And I witnessed that actually just recently. I was just, I was talking about how like just this recent time, like I've been wanting to dive a little bit more into strength training and potentially going into a gym. And um, my divine partner, he is um, such a mindful, incredible, like we do ceremony every day together. Um, well, pretty well every day. And um, with he, even when he's in the gym, it's like a ceremony for him. But I'm not used to being in a gym with that sort of energy for a very mm -hmm. long time that we were talking about how it's going to be more beneficial if we go in the morning. But I was like, oh, no, that's my ceremony <laughs> time. You know, I wake up, I shower, and then I begin my practice with meditation and flower and cacao and movement. And then I said, and then we have a dance party always with like Drake and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Just like, um, but it's it's really beautiful because I'm at this stage where I'm like, okay, now how do I actually go into an old environment that I had a really toxic relationship with in ceremony for me now is where I'm at with the gym is like, how do I um, stand within that space? I love that though. Bringing in like the ceremony into a place where you've had a negative experience before that's kind of where we're, where we at, right? Yeah. 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 Like bringing in, like, how is it now that I can like deepen, like this is a deepening of ceremony for me of being in a place that had a very toxic relationship with myself once, like the gym and I, that it's like, how do I approach this now with the love and the, the ceremony aspect? Mm, I love that. That's so good. Yeah. And with that, so I had a question. What was my question? Oh, yeah. So bringing in this ceremony, can you talk a little bit about how it was for you when you kind of started these businesses and how it is for you now? Because what I really like found fascinating is that and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on here is that one of the most important things for me is authenticity in the online space. Like the person that you are, in your business online is still the same person that you are if I see you on the street. Like that's yeah. so big for me. And for you, it was just so fascinating to see you in person and you're and you just have this beautiful grounding energy and the same energy that is infused into your jewelry, that is infused into even your Facebook tribe, that is infused into everything. How did you, like, when you started, did you see, feel any pressure to be a certain way? I think at first, like, I, I always wanted to be on the other side of cameras, even though mm. I really, like, don't know how to wear cameras, <laughs> um, <laughs> like I do with a like, food, but, um, like, I just, I wasn't comfortable in front of cameras only because, like, and it, that rooted down to the uncomfortability in my body when I was so young going through reaching puberty as, like, a teen, you know, like, I got an autoimmune right when I started reaching that phase of our life as women. And 
Um, so I had a really, um, and then I went and I journeyed through part of like my story was that I journeyed through an eating disorder and a really skewed body image. Um, so, um, oh, Laura goes, I feel your authenticity and everything Aww, online and off. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> um, so for me, it was like, I, in each of my businesses, Moonchild has been like, um, it just was concreted into it because it's gamma energy. It's energy of the moon. It's something that I I work with that I actually had no idea. So it, that was never a question. But my food one, um, like when I, I think about my food and nutrition, I wasn't in alignment with what I truly wanted to do with food for so long because I felt like I had to do it like the way um, a lot of people were doing it. Mm -hmm. um, or I had to have like a particular setup or, um, yeah, there was a lot more conditioned beliefs that I had to move through with food. Um, which is so silly because every time anyone tastes my food, it's just like out of, the, they just have this out of this like world expression about it. Um, so I just had, uh, I also worked with some really incredible chefs. So I think that there was the pressure of the actual culinary side because my culinary side is very much different. It's very holistic. It's very much natural. Like there's no yelling in the kitchen sort of feel, you know, <laughs> like it's very sacred. Um, so I couldn't like, because of the contracts I was taking on, um, I, I sort of just did it because I was traveling and it made so much sense, but I didn't truly ask myself, like, is this brand someone that I want to be associated with? Do they stand by everything I stand by in my um, life? So I, I ended up just one day being like, I'm done this contract and I got to like, I'll give you like a month and a half to phase me out. But um, I was like super open to being like, penalized for canceling a contract super early you know because I just knew that it wasn't in alignment um and I was so done with not working with food in the way I wanted to work with so as soon as I left it was like it was this birthing of like creating food as a ceremony like ceremony we infuse into all before we feed anyone um whether someone actually sees it or not there's ceremony and in, woven into it so um, which because I did that within my food, when I opened up the coaching side and when I just like started to do more and more videos, I felt just very natural. And um, I always came back to going, I'm proud of myself. Like, this is who I am. This is what I offer. And I really want to give the people like people in all of my businesses um, a deeper expression of themselves, whether it's through food by feeling better and feeling more aligned and, and sacred with food and understanding how they feel when they eat um, or with my coaching of like the time freedom and maximizing time freedom so that you can truly do what this planet has to offer. You know, it's we're not meant to be working every single hour of our day. And with my jewelry, it's just the way I've always governed of wanting to sink deeper and deeper into the moon cycles and the moon phases and really be, really be con conquered in and like sealed in with, um, grandmother moon. Um, so 
there wasn't like other than my food of having to stop that one contract that was like the breaking point of me being like I'm not doing anything more that doesn't feel good mm -hmm. I love that so much and as someone who has eaten your food um I even said I, it was I had this like out of world expression too I was like oh my god not only does this taste amazing like amazing so good everything was so delicious it was also like I felt so nourished from the inside out and you can see that you like nourish people in every single part of your life and your business like that's what you do even when I walked in I'm like I feel so safe here like just being in your energy and that's Thank just it's you. such a beautiful thing and you bring it to every single part of like who you are and even like the jewelry I can feel when I have it because it has like a little bit of a weight to it it's just like safe like you feel safe you feel that and yeah. it's so beautiful and that's why I'm so excited that you're coming to the retreat because everyone gets to experience <laughs> that because I talk about it all the time and it and even when I left the retreat there's times like every single time I eat something now I'm like how can I make this like feel better and really be mindful of that <laughs> I try to do like that I'm like Brittany said lemon zest does this <laughs> so I put it on top of my um chia pudding now I put lemon zest on top because I was like that's what Brittany did and this is what I tasted like and it was so good and I, and I try to make everything like look beautiful too so I feel nourished when I eat it and I love yeah power to the visual essence of food like the visualness of food you know a lot of people especially where you and I live like specifically in Canada mm -hmm. it's like very brown deals yeah. it's very like farmer Joe brown and it's just brown 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 with like some really over steamed like carrots yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and I I just you know food is this this stream of me that I don't like, I have had training, I have, you know, um, experienced so many beautiful things, but it just comes from a place that I actually truly don't understand. Like, I don't understand. I know that it's, I, I know it's supported with universe and that, but I truly like don't know where it comes from really, because other than that, like, I'm kind of like, how do I do this? Like really where, what is, what's going on? Um, and it's just, I, what I really didn't like actually in my previous one is because people would have to come and buy from me that I wanted to teach people what they can do simply within their life to feel more aligned and more within their ceremony of looking at like their, um, their food as this, this nourishment. This is like how we literally energize this, body that's going to do everything for us and how do we take care of it more and and looking at food in a very positive uplifting way and, and that's like why I, I know that's why I went through what I did when I was a teenager to give me more compassion for myself and then also for this entire planet because I had I did have to go into the deep shadows you know mm -hmm. I love are you vegan so this is really cool. And I'm going to just now, I guess, share it out to the world was I've been, I was vegan for many years. Um, I, I think it was around um, nearly like nine to 10 years. I was um, vegetarian and vegan. I was vegan for the majority of that. 
And uh, last, last winter, like in December this time, I was talking actually with my friend um, from Australia and I just I said, you know, I just got to express something. I said, I have this spiritual knowing I'm meant to eat meat again. And, and I said, and it's so strange for me because I'm not craving, like I'm not craving, you know, these certain meats that are very like they do, um, you know, they do make you crave things. I was like, I'm just like, I literally know my soul needs this. And I said, but isn't that, I was just going, but isn't this so strange? Because like a lot of people will go vegan for that reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're knowing of not harming. And I live like a very ahimsa life, like a very non-harmed life. But I was like, I have this spiritual knowing because I kept getting more and more symptoms. And at this point I was going, I like for all my journey and all the healing I've done, and how much I literally nurture my body mm-hmm. and nourish it with so many different ways. I like, why wouldn't I be at the peak of health? I said, there's something occurring and meat was like, what would come by. And I'd be like, no, no, no. My ego would be like, you're not like, you're known as a vegan <laughs> chef. You are vegan. Like you don't want to eat an animal. You know that that disgusts you and all of these things. And I said, wow. And out of all of this, I looked at her and I said, you know, I'm craving lamb. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a food that's not even huge here it's very big in Australia mm-hmm. but I said I'm craving lamb and so I'm not vegan anymore I eat very intuitively Sarah I don't if I do choose to eat meat it's um, very ethically sourced and I very rarely actually eat it so um, like I eat vegan days like multiple times and then maybe I'll have a bit of salmon or a bit of lamb like and it's very minimal amount so um I call and my business actually my previous business was um that is like it's gonna be the same name but it's eating intuitively Mm -hmm. so it's just eating intuitively for what your body is desiring from an awareness of not a craving but actual an intuitive impulse Um, and how to actually teach that to people is something that I'm working on is like, okay, what do I do that actually allows me to understand if it's a craving or an intuitive knowing, because it was really hard. I was bawling (laughs) while I was eating meat for the first time (laughs) because it's a huge piece of the, it's a huge piece of the journey. And she actually, my friend was just like, you know what, Britt? And she referred to me to this other friend of hers. And she said, she just had the same experiences of you is that you're having this intuitive knowing that your body is, is needing meat again. Um, but of course I have the awareness and consciousness of how to actually source it, where to source it from, how much to eat of it. You know, it's not like I went and had like a 64 ounce porterhouse steak or something like that, <laughs> you know? Um, so I don't define myself with labels. I who like I ate meat for a little bit. Am I going to be eating for the meat for the rest of my life? I don't know. I choose to not live with labels other than eating intuitively because I truly feel that as we go through our seasons, as we go through each cycle within our our lives and then the seasons of this year and just like literally the whole lunar structure like that is super important to me to live by rather than just like attaching myself to a label, which really is just the ego, Mm -hmm. you know, 
like it's that's just the ego being like like no I'm not going to be vegan or I'm going to stay vegan because I've been vegan for this long Mm -hmm. um although I haven't really um shared it with too many people because I'm really just discovering what it is for me and um there's a very intensity of vegan lifestyles like it's it can be very intense so I've been just kind of grooving along but thank you for asking that question because now I was able to share (laughs) yeah that was so good I'm hearing that it's so good and that's so funny because I have a cousin um she's also vegetarian and she was telling my mom um because she's actually like my mom's cousin but she's telling her she's like I just I have to eat meat again but that's like the thing she she started going to like like community foods and make sure everything's like really like ethically sourced and then she has yet to actually physically put the meat in her mouth but she's cooked it several times (laughs) like she's like tried to like make a lamb and then be like okay and then she just can't do it but like she's like getting there (laughs) like it's so funny because she's just like taking that journey like one step at a time too because she's been a vegetarian for her entire life and she's I want to say 35 yeah. now yeah I'm taking and you on an adventure yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going on an adventure um I have a really good You're coming adventure with me perfect I love it okay I'm just don't know where my charger is <laughs> <laughs> no worries you look for that I will ask you the question um okay when it comes to community because I feel like even in Regina, you have a beautiful community that you built that like you have you have a beautiful tribe. And if anyone has been to Regina, I'm very, very surprised and inspired by that. Because it's not necessarily the most like, um, spiritual up to date place. Like, you know what I mean? Especially like the prairies, like even from I would say like Alberta to like Manitoba it's like there's a very um midwest vibe to it right so can you talk a little bit about creating that tribe for people who might live in spaces that that is not the norm yeah so we were taught or you were asking me about how to cultivate a community that is within like the awareness and and the kind of sacred community in a place where it's not really the, um, not the norm, but like really familiar. That's, yeah, it was like, you know, living in Vancouver um, and then Bali in Australia, like these are hubs of places that just have this really divine energy and really potent energy um, that really like I feel if you move or travel to a place like that kind of like the universe just like gives it to you all at once being like hey you gotta like up level here you gotta (laughs) really start Mm -hmm. looking at the spaces that you aren't um which is really beautiful and so uh I just I moved back I surprised everyone and people were surprised that I was moving back but I just knew that my soul needed to be here Um, there was, and in the last two and a half years of witnessing kind of what I've moved through has been, uh, really foundational aspects of ourselves, like really into the root chakra, the, 
the root of everything like and you know i was dealing with so much root chakra imbalances and like i was like flying around the world kind of being like (laughs) (laughs) no and um i never wanted to be tied down at all um or like the the thought of like actually living in a house was like tying down even though it's not and i have no idea why had that perception but the um so I came back here and I knew that I was about to face some friendships that probably weren't going to serve me anymore and that I was actually going to need to process that and move through just owning who I was and and who I am today but at that moment like who I was and what I wanted in my life and really standing super strong within that space. Um, Because the last time I was here, I had such divine, beautiful people, but we just don't have similarities of how our lives are moving, which is totally okay. Um, But it's sometimes hard because these are like childhood friends and I still love them. And, you know, will like that saying, like, I'll take my, like this beautiful divine coat off my back, you know, for them. (laughs) I will do anything for them and that was also a reason a big why on on going completely digital um with then our like my private chef services but going completely digital with a with pretty well everything I do because I wanted the time and the location freedom to be wherever I needed to be and to be at service for um people so I like deeply love love, love, love them. But I just knew that I was about to face a lot of relationships that um, just no longer serve me. And and then now I was like in this space where I'm going, wow, all of my soul family, like these people that are moving in the same way as me aren't here anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really was able to actually develop relationships abroad still. Like, so how do you actually still have a very strong friendship with that location being removed, you know? Yeah. Um, which I think is just so powerful. I actually feel like your bond becomes that much stronger because you have that, you have that aspect in your relationship that isn't a regularity or like a regular thing for a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just freaking cool to like have like a massive amount of like besties around the world. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like it's like yeah, um, you know. And we're just all growing together. So at first, um, I like returned to my old yoga studio, and it didn't feel spacious again. So I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Like a place that I began my little like my asana practice. Like I that's where I began that. That I was like, wow. I've not outgrown it, but just in a different space where this doesn't feel spacious anymore. So then um, I remember like six months into being there, I was definitely feeling like for sure a lot more alone. Um, That solitude was needed though. I really, really was being called for it. So... um, and just really honoring of the releasing of friendships allowed a flood of very aligned people to come into my life, like tenfold, because now all of my relations, like everyone that I share space with, um, is resonating on the same plane as me. 
Um, but cultivating that, there was like this form of complete isolation of like solitude, which can be scary for, it was scary for me at first because I had like lived in a collective house with seven people <laughs> in Vancouver. So there's like, you know, always these divine, beautiful beings around, but like I was always sort of with people um, that it took a lot of time for me to go, okay, like this is... Like, I knew I, I liked being alone, but I'm, like, really alone now in a very, in a place where people don't really understand even the way I speak. I did have an Australian accent, so I think that was, like, on top of all the wildness. Um, but then I basically, what I started to do was um, really just put myself into, like, uncomfortable situations is how I see it, is, like, wanting to go and do something, but knowing that you need to go by yourself because you don't have, you know, a friend or two to go with or, and like, that was just not normal for me. Like I always had a friend or two around to like go and watch like, you know, Trevor Hall or go and like do this like awesome, you know, yoga class at night or like go out and eat at the NAM or like all of these different places. So it was a space of like really starting to reclaim my own power within that I can walk through life and that I'm so supported no matter if I actually have my soul family physically with me or not. And then as I kept evolving, like um, my job at the time, I was on a lot of their social media and like a lot of like the news and whatnot that I must have just like energetically attracted these people because I had um, two divine souls that walked into the, the space I was and literally like incredible people in my life. And it just started to evolve because they had already developed. It's almost like underground here that there's this mm -hmm. huge conscious community. I feel here that's underground <laughs> in a sense. Ah. Um. And so it was just sort of like weaving through the the mud really to find like that lotus to like completely allow it to bloom into a divine community. Now, it is so hard for me to actually want to leave because of the the love that's here with this community. Um, and it's just growing and growing and growing and it's like blossoming like everywhere around the city and I see it more and more and I see people really stepping up and standing within their voice and their power and and starting to like create these divine businesses as well that are on such a higher frequency that's within alignment to them but also raising the consciousness of this entire community here mm -hmm. um but it took like that weeding out of like allowing like myself to fully grieve old friendships to allow that to completely tenfold come into alignment and so it was uncomfortable and still to this day like I know like <laughs> wandering around Regina or like having conversations with people like I'll just start like talking to randoms or like, <laughs> or, like asking them questions and kind of people go like who are you <laughs> Asking them, like, or, like, having a conversation in a cafe, totally talking about yoni eggs or, like, something so, one, like, <laughs> so foreign. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. And I just, like, don't, I just truthfully, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm, like, 
you know what? If anything, that person beside us is going to hear a really funny story or they're just going to have a giggle to the moment or they're going to be totally kind of like, eh, what's going on? Or they're mm -hmm. going to exactly hear what they need to hear. So I'm like, the more I just honestly like talk and just show up and just be that and like, obviously have some filters in what you're talking about yeah. in certain times, <laughs> but not shadowing it, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. how many women actually can confidently talk about their cycle? Like, mm -hmm. in a public place, where there's so much shame and guilt around it. So it's just been like a really, I'm just going like, wow, I just say it how it is. And Australia taught me that. Wow. Yeah. I'm at Casey. <laughs> Another friend from, I went to high school oh. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like showing up, um, the more I be, the more I peeled back my layers to show up more honest and open and just claim what I wanted super clearly. I was like, I'm not going to take any relationship less than what I desire. I'm not going to like, from like today, like it, whatever truly resonates today, I'm going to allow to come in and I'm going to like wrap it around with my two arms and just go like, I love you so dearly. And I don't know if you're here for a day, a week, a chapter, a lifetime, but like, I just want, it comes down to that presence, right? Like coming down into that presence and, and you know, there's ebbs and flows of it. There's like sometimes where I like walk around mindlessly, like, you know, like it's part of the journey, um, but leading like life um, yeah, and just knowing that there's a community out there, whether it's underground or super open, it's like there are people out there and, um, and we just have to take action on it, right? Instead of falling into that victim state, like, oh, I can't find any friends here. Why did I move here? Oh my gosh, like, what's going on? It's like, I'm taking action on finding this tribe that I desire and I know that's out there, um. And I guess if not, I'm moving to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Okay. I love that so much. Cause I feel like that's where I'm at right now where it's like, I've done so much like traveling, like nothing crazy, but I've gone to like so many retreats this year and just yeah. like really stepped into, cause before there was always an excuse. It's like, I can't go. Like who would spend money on that thing? And like, how dare I? And all this stuff. And like everyone, I always, joke that I'm like an old 25 year old oh, because like sure. yeah. yeah like if you listen to like the music that I listen to all the time like Sam Cooke is like 100% all I listen to like all these like like my grandparents music we have the same taste in music <laughs> and I like just feel like very old and all I'm like the money that someone might use on a trip to go to Cancun to like you know do body shots I'm using for like a personal development seminar and it's, it's just like very different but now going to all of those different places I came back home and I'm like I feel like I don't fit in anymore and it's just having that okay so I feel like I don't fit in anymore what needs to go and what really needed to go for me is I'm not a surface level relationship person like if I love you I love you to your core and that's I'm like tell me all your soul's desires <laughs> strangers yeah and being okay with that and I just claimed like a few weeks ago I was like that's it that's all it is it's, it's not that I like don't fit in or anything it's just that I'm now unavailable for being friends with every single human being 
that comes my way and trying to like be like, hi, I'm Danielle, let's be friends. It's like only attracting the people who I can really truly express myself with mm-hmm. and be myself with. And that's what I think we have so like kind of backwards in society is we feel like we need to be friends with everyone. And Mm -hmm. that if you aren't friends with everyone, you know, like you're a horrible person or something like that. Yeah. And I just really truly feel that having um, super aligned people and knowing and also not taking it personally when someone's just like, you know what, I don't jam with you. Like we're not. And I'm like, great, cool. Well, I've never actually had that happen. But like, if it would happen, I'd be like, totally cool. I love you for who you are. And, um, you know, like, let's just keep moving forward in our journeys and support each other still but like mm-hmm. not having that pressure that we need to be friends with absolutely everyone and and being non-available to it and and when we were talking um like about the community aspect I remember someone saying like you know why would you move back from such a potent area of this energy and that um and like I'm having a really hard time here now like moving to a different place because I don't feel like I fit in or I don't feel Mm -hmm. like I can be on the same frequency or I'm attracting the same things and I said you know I feel as though my divine mission of coming back here was how do I have the same energy that I feel in the tropics like around like driving on a scooter hanging out with like my hippie hair everywhere and like patchouli making millions of dollars but like how do I um life as a ceremony but um now how do I still have that freeing energy that I do feel like in that scenario here in a place that maybe isn't energetically actually operating at that because I feel Mm -hmm. like places do have a very strong impact on how we like how expansive we feel do you feel like yeah So I'm like, what can I do in my ceremony, like in my practice? What can I do every day to keep me at the vibration I want to be at and maneuver through life without actually allowing this external thing to affect me or to imprint on me just to like be that um, because I divinely want to just be here, but not Mm -hmm. allow it to like, um, to actually affect me kind of like being the rock in the river like allowing things to kind of pass by, but being true and super strong within yourself and knowing that you can have the energy you feel anywhere in the world, wherever you are. And so like not finding home, it's like you are home. Like you're always home. I just feel like, like we're always home. And no matter where we choose to live, we're actively choosing that in like the most beautiful way, you know? Oh my God, I love that so much, especially because that's one thing that I've been really tapping into too this winter because ugh, it's like an right? ice box and everything is like in black and white. <laughs> like everything feels so colorless when it's like gross and yucky and like mucky and stuff like that. And everyone's like pissy because it's winter and stuff like that. And I remember going to, because I went to the Bliss Project in Newport Beach and it was like, yeah unplugging myself and like plugging myself into like sun and like such crazy energy and then coming back and I was like whoa like this is so different but how can I still feel like that sun beach toes in the sand when I can't put my feet to the earth because winter 
Yeah. I'm like minus 30. Yeah. And I feel like every time like I watch your videos and everything that you like you're a pure expression of like how I try to cultivate it as well of like when it's like snowing out and you're like looking at it being like yeah like this is cool like of course like sometimes you're like okay does this really have to happen but I feel like the overall like your expression of you know where you are in the world like it's very much like the same weather here but like you just have such a beautiful outlook to it and that you're infusing that tropical energy that's super expansive into Mm -hmm. into like the energy of where we're at as well Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I, yeah. I have to do things like wear obnoxiously bright lipstick and have obnoxiously bright nails to like bring the tropics to me. But yeah, it's like, how can every single day, how can I feel a little bit more? Yeah, like where I want to be, even if it's like a snowstorm outside. Yeah. And I, th- and there's like some aspects of honoring, like honoring the seasons of our life, <laughs> you know, like we are living in a space where there's four very distinguished seasons. You know, it's not like when I was living in Vancouver where you pretty well get two seasons. You know, you have rainy and then you have sun and you're kind of like either or and that's it. But like Mm -hmm. here, it's like we get to experience the intensity of like summer, that super expansive energy. Mm -hmm. Then we move into fall. We move into that expansive energy, literally like starting to um, just starting to like the the colors of the trees are changing the like the leaves are falling off we're starting to go into that hibernation where it's like Mm -hmm. we're literally allowing everything to let go it's just like a complete like allowing to let go and then go into hibernation to like really do all of the work you know like do all the personal development do all of like the shadow work do all of the work um into the deep parts of our soul so that when spring comes we like spring into this new evolved version of ourselves and um it's intense though actually experiencing such four intense seasons um especially when like you're living like you're sinking yourself more and more with those cycles like you feel them that much more but honoring that like honoring the slowness of okay, maybe I don't wake up at X time because it's winter and, you know, I want more sleep and just honoring that and not trying to push ourselves because like society has it so backwards again. You know, like everyone's expected to be on every single day when really mm-hmm. like winter is the time of grounding, the time of inner work, reflection, growth, development, really refining um, and then like spring is like, Hey, I'm like this blossoming, like, you know, planting the seeds again to like blossom and like calming up. Yeah. Um, and there's just such wisdom in that, you know, mm-hmm. there's just such wisdom in living in a place where you experience those. Cause your body starts to feel them, you know, like you naturally don't want to wake up as early as the summer mm-hmm. and it's okay though. You know, it's truly okay. I just love Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. And yeah, totally honoring yourself. And I feel like especially if you are in a place where like you are an entrepreneur, like you have that freedom. I think you always have that freedom to some degree, even if you're like locked in yeah. a certain like time frame. But 
it's really when you're an entrepreneur not being like like for me this was a big huge mistake that I made in the winter <laughs> like when I was first starting to be winter I'm like I'm gonna be part of the 5 a.m club like no I'm not <laughs> like let's be real that's never gonna be me and it's so funny because when I used to like years ago when I had so many jobs because I was like in an internship and then I had I worked at the mall and retail and then I freelanced taught and then I freelanced makeup artistry and then I freelanced taught makeup artistry and then I, I did all the things and children's theater and I, like everything and when I did all the things it was like I felt like if I wanted me time I had to wake up at 4 a.m and work out and then and then it would be like 5 a.m and then pack my lunch for the entire day till 9 p.m but now it's so different because I do feel that it's it's like I actually I'm so in tune with my body now that I can say hey it's sunny earlier like I naturally wake up earlier I'll yeah. naturally go to bed a little earlier like when it starts to I just yeah really honoring that and that's like the the most beautiful thing about like I know that you probably get it all the time people are like how do you have your lifestyle or like what yeah. like, you know they're kind of like what like what's <laughs> what is this like, what do you do and like what yeah what, what do you do <laughs> like yeah or how can you travel so much in that? And I'm like, well, that's an importance to me, you know, like being able to have that freedom is super important to me. And we have a choice to allow that, you know, like we have a choice within everything we do. And that's like the most beautiful part about w the world we live in today is that you can literally cultivate any life that you desire truly yeah. it's so cool um but it's hard for some people to just because of how much we've been conditioned you know yeah. and they're expecting to kind of be handed this lifestyle like here step into this and what it really is is like you have to cultivate that for yourself like I told the story the other day and um my Facebook group and when I was like 12 years old like not of legal working age I walked into stage west which is like a dinner theater place with resume in hand, empty resume. I'm 12, yeah. empty resume. But it was like trying to be so formal. And I walk in and I'm like, hi, I would like a job because I would like to study the professional actors during their rehearsal times. And I will do anything. I will clean tables. And I would like, like, that's what I want to study. Because I had no reference. I came from like a football family. Like every every night was football night and I would bring my homework to watch my brothers practice. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, it was, oh, they're game days. Like <laughs> I had no reference of what my dream looked like. I just knew, okay, stage, dinner theater seems like a good place to start. And they let me start a week because it was a week out from my birthday. And I remember asking to take extra shifts at like I'm 12 I was like can I take extra shifts just to like clean silverware I didn't have a license I had to like beg my mom to let me work yeah. so that I could work at this place so I could just watch tech rehearsal like it was crazy but what that taught me is that you literally like and I'm like reliving these memories that I laugh at myself because I was already always told to be like like that I was so extra even when I was little like so dramatic all this stuff but it's because I would walk up to my parents and I remember walking up to my dad when I was eight years old and I was like, dad, I'm destined to be on the Disney channel. Like I need an agent. Yeah. And he was like, uh, no. And I was like, yes. And when I was 18 years old of age, I went out and I got myself an agent and it's just, what can you do? And now it like is all through line in my business. Like when I wasn't asked to do workshops, I created a workshop. 
when I wasn't asked to speak at a retreat, and that's one of my desires, I'm like, well, why don't I just fucking do my own retreat? When I wasn't asked to be on a podcast, it's like, well, why don't I fucking just make my own podcast, right? And so what can you do to create that life for yourself now yeah. without waiting for someone to be like, this is your dream position. Like, here you go. It's, it's up to you. It's a responsibility for you to like create your own life because you do have the capacity to do it. Yeah, it's so true. It's like, I, I remember, I love that you were like trying to illegally work as well. <laughs> right? I was like, I need this job because I, and they're like, you don't pay anything. And I'm like, I need to do this because my It's like you took the action because you knew where you wanted to go. And it like at the end of it, the day, it's like so many people are walking around being like, I don't know what I want to do, but it's because like the, it's just such an, um, numbing lifestyle that's occurring for them. It's like, it's not that they like, they know, you know, everyone knows what really lights us up but mm -hmm. with the way we've been conditioned of like okay you go and you work like you eat whatever food in the morning you maybe don't even eat you just like grab a coffee and you leave and then you do this like day over and day over a job that you actually doesn't light you up and then you know you're maybe not financially able to even like feel like you're in a position to invest in yourself because like you're not even getting paid what you're truly worth and like the some of the jobs out there I seriously cannot understand how people are paying what people are paying and it yeah. drives me mental but it's like they just like it's this numbing sort of cycle that um happens in this world and I really truly feel like it's to keep everyone you know happy but like not at all really yeah <laughs> so that we don't ask, Give them the ask illusion. like we don't ask questions because as soon as we ask yeah. questions people actually have to like well give us an answer but if no one's asking questions this whole society can keep running the way it is um mm -hmm. which is so backwards in my opinion but it's like whenever there's something that frightens me i lean into it um, mm -hmm. And I just remember the, in February, my friend, I thought I was signing up for a photo shoot to help her with her bride shop. Like I legit thought like she just needed like, you know, someone to like hop into a bride's dress and take a few photos mm -hmm. for something that they were doing. No, it was a fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm not yeah. a model. And I found out and I went like, I'm walking on a runway. Like, you know, I'm not a model, right? <laughs> yeah. And I said, okay, Britt, this is a time for you to lean into this whole other level of being uncomfortable, but finding the comfortability in it and knowing mm -hmm. it's going to grow you. And so here I am, like, I got the boho dress, though, so I had to wear no shoes. Oh so God. I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was walking down this runway going, <laughs> like, trying not to laugh at myself because I was going, what, what is going on? You know, like, am I going to fall off this, like this runway walk show thing? I don't even see, know what it's called. Like I'm going, Oh dear. Like this is so uncomfortable for me, but I knew that it only presented to me like the universe provided that for me. Cause I would have never signed up for a fashion show if she actually would have mm -hmm. said like, you're running, walking down a runway. Yeah. Um, but be, like the universe just provided that way for me to like literally 
up level in my own, in my own life and on my own journey to know that that's going to serve me one day. Um, I probably will not become any sort of model or do any more like, fashion shows, but I just knew that putting myself into that space. And what I really found was that um, we don't, like so many people don't look at each other's eyes, right? Like when you're having conversation with people, like how many times do people actually look in each other's eyes? And that's like the gate of the soul, right? And it's, mm-hmm. people find it very uncomfortable. And now like I... Um, have always looked in people's eyes like I've always find eyes so fascinating and I I just want to like stare in people's eyes and like gaze forever Um, but in that position as you're walking on a runway you're actually not staring at anyone so it was so uncomfortable for me because I was like I can't connect like where am I and I was like okay connect like divine universe like you I know you're here and you don't have eyes and I know you're here and you're here but I'm going (laughs) you don't look at like a model doesn't look into everyone's eyes, which public Mm -hmm. speaking and that would work teaching. Yeah. Looking in people's eyes. So it was really cool that it's just like, here you go. Like, thanks universe for doing that. Um, And I just find that everything that comes to a person. So everything that comes to us is, and that's uncomfortable of course, in being safe, though, you're, you're meant to lean into it. You're meant to go, okay, this is this, is this little nugget of wisdom that's going to serve me. Um, mm-hmm. Or discover what you're uncomfortable with, you know? Like, discovering what we're uncomfortable with and going, okay, how can I do, like, three things this month that, are, that isn't in my safety little box? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. So I taught, um, my unplugged workshop yeah. uh, last weekend, I think that was or whatever, but, um, I told the girls, I was like, go ahead. And like, if you want to really scare the fuck out of someone, put your hand on their back and look directly in their eyes and ask them, how are you? And genuinely mean it. If you want to really scare the shit out of someone, you go do that. Cause I was like, Cause we, we're not used to it. People would be like, what are you, what are you selling? Like, what are like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And it's so funny because I, I always say, like, I could never do, like, speed dating or something like that because I'd just be like, so, like, tell me about, like, ch- your childhood. And, like, like, I just, like, want to know about everyone's souls. It's so funny that you said that. Yeah. Like, like, I distinctly told them to go look in people's eyes and do that. And I remember, because I took theater for, like, years. Like, I have a BFA in it. And it, I hated doing monologues. I hated it. On classical pieces, because fucking I have to talk to no one, and I have to stare at a wall and pretend like that's my, like, dead father's brother or something like that, and it's just, for me, it, like, never connected, and and being told at such a young age, like, you walk into an audition room, and you can't look the people in the eyes, and you have to make a point on the wall, and you got to put your shoulders back, and you got to do this, and you can't talk a certain way, and don't bobble your head, and I remember an acting teacher literally, like, held my ponytail one time. (laughs) because I moved my head too much. And they're like, and don't talk with your hands. And so every single thing that you do, don't do it. And everybody be natural. So don't, don't be do yourself. Like, don't express don't who you are. Yeah. And it's so funny because that was my life for so long. And it makes me so uncomfortable now to, like, stand in front of somewhere and be like, like, try to be act natural. Like, neutral is a neutral. thing. Neutral. Yeah. Oh, and it's so funny, but it's like, yeah, like do something that you're really fucking uncomfortable with and that'll grow you. Cause now for me, it's like so uncomfortable to like 
try to fit into a mold because I did that for so many years. And it's kind of nice to like feel that now. Yeah. What I really like doing still is putting myself into, um, and this is like where the gym comes back is like putting myself back into places where I used to find myself a lot. And instead of going in and like a lot of people's reaction would be like judgment or like some form wow. of going like, what the heck is this place in that? And I'm like, how can I relax into this and find the love? And there's different layers, like walking into the gym was like a very big, deep one that I'm like, I don't know if I can actually do this, but mm -hmm. coming back from a place of going like, everything is just divine. Everything is like, stop, like, I, and this comes down to like, what I always say with ceremony is like, once your ceremony becomes serious or you take yourself seriously, something's wrong. Like something's wrong in your life when you're taking yourself like, and I, I refer back to spiritual practice because like sometimes people will start to like have their practice and they're just like so rigid about it. And that like, mm -hmm. there's just so much, um, seriousness around it. And I was like, we are meant to be playful and express and have fun and adventure and fall flat on our face and get up being like, cool. <laughs> and just like yeah. moving forward. And that, like life is like this is a our journey and like life is a ceremony in that life is also like a playground for us to discover and and just play like do things that interest you and just do them without expectation of them doing anything or of becoming anything like just just express you know like with what you do with voice is just so powerful and more and more people have like as this you're unlocking the voice and like a lot of people still have such like a closed off voice where they don't even know how to express like if they want their coffee with cream or sugar or yeah you know because they're like oh whatever's the most convenient for you you know like it's like no i want it this way <laughs> and claiming that you know and like looking at life as a playground and just being curious yeah i love it what you said about like the coffee thing because it's so funny because I feel like people do that in their business. They're oh. like, instead of literally just saying, can I please have this without sugar? Like, if you have a team member, and this is so funny because this is why I'm, like, moving more into leadership because that's what The Voice is all about is, like, taking lead yeah. in your life, in your business, in your voice, in your beliefs, in every single aspect. Mm -hmm. Because even when it comes to maybe you bring a team member on, all these people are building empires, which is amazing, but they're not leading their empire. They're still going to, like, someone who's supposed to be there to help support them yeah. and being like, I don't know how to ask for what I want. And then when it doesn't happen, they're like, well, what did I like? Well, I can't tell them that this isn't what I want. Like, what do I do? And it's so funny because me and even my VA, Justine, she's like my ride or die. <laughs> I love her, but I'll come to her and she'll say like, here's five things. What do you like about all five things? And she knows how I work now because I've like, been it's able to cool. use my voice in a loving way and you can lead with love and that's what it's about but she'll come to me she's like here's five random things like what do you like and I'll be like "Ooh, I really like this and I really like this but can we make it like more expressive and can we make it like more loving and like she knows what that means that means like can we just make that more pink and like can we just more like sparkles. she knows how it works when I'm like, can it just like be more expressive? She's like, okay, so add glitter. Cool. 
So, and she like knows because I've been able to say, can I get this without trigger? Can I get, this is like the way that I like things done. This is the way I love things done. This is how I love to be communicated with. Mm-hmm. This is how I love community. How can I communicate with you more? Like she is not afraid to be like, Danielle, that was a beautiful voice message. Can you please write that five minute voice message down in just a quick email and just send it to me? <laughs> Cause that's how she works. And she, and I'll be able to express everything. And she's like, cool. Can you write these points down so that I know that I can check those off? And for me, I'm like, just so you know, I need to talk about this this way. Like, this is how I need to express. How can you express to me? And how can I honor how you need to communicate as well? And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And just like, we're all on these beautiful journeys, you know? Like, it's so cool because it's like, we're all on these journeys. We all operate so, so differently. And that it's just coming down to like honoring each other of how we, how we do truly want to be, um, communicated with or communicate with someone and just, and really like claiming that space and not feeling the guilt. Cause what I find a lot of people will say was like, Oh, I feel guilty when I ask for what I want. And I'm like, mm-hmm. just stop that. <laughs> yeah. Stop feeling guilty. Like that's the only reason why you're not getting it is because you're feeling mm-hmm. guilty that for some reason you're not worthy of this or like you're feeling guilty that you're going to hurt someone's feelings in that. And I'm like, well, if you do it with love and like when we walk with our lives through divine support and knowing that we're so connected and that we're just an expression of this, this infinite energy and that when we're in alignment, the more aligned we are, when we do express, it comes Mm -hmm. out, we don't have to worry because it's coming out so fluidly with love and compassion and understanding, but it's when we're so not aligned, you know, there's this, this just disconnect through our voice. Um, yeah. it, it's reminding me, I'm going to send you, uh, this, this meditation that like connects the sacral to like the throat and how like the sacral is like the power of creation and like what, you know, like our like jobs and, and, um, yeah careers and you know this this creation of what we're actually providing in this world um like money mindset like money you know all of this like energy right as women it's like that's our womb space that's where we create life but connecting it through to your throat and how those two need to be in communication um Mm -hmm. it's really powerful is like connecting those two energy centers together to communicate really well because then we're always divinely communicating what is the highest purpose of our, our journeys, but while respecting others and not taking victimization when someone says like, Hey, you really pissed me off or something, you know? Yeah. I'm going, I'm sorry. Or I experienced this in a way that made me feel this. Yeah. And also not feeling bad if someone like comes to you and they're like, Hey, you express this in a certain way. And that actually hurt my feelings in this way. Cause it triggered this and be able to have those conversations and be yeah. like, not feeling like someone's trying to change you or something like that. It's just how they experienced what you did. Yeah. It has nothing to do with a personal thing on you. Like, and that's the thing is like, yeah, just honoring each other and like really loving each other. No do matter you feel what. Like, do you feel like some of the, like the major things we talk about in our, in our coaching businesses are actually like really simple things that like we all just like overcomplicate or, um, you know, like allowing someone to express truly what they want, isn't that hard? Like, isn't a really hard concept? Do you ever feel that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like it's just giving people permission. Yeah, it's just it's permission of going like yeah. yeah. And like speak. Like I feel like all I do is give people permission. And it's so funny because I'm like all like my clients have had incredible results from like signing like 12k contracts after like one session to like standing up to their mother. And like that is literally the two-sided thing is because it's and everything is like just ask for the sale and just ask your mother to give you space and just ask for permission and just be able to just ask for what you want and communicate what you need and also be able to speak belief into these people and allow them to do the same for you and it's like yeah that's all I do is just give people permission to like speak up yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's it amazing oh my god we could talk for like hours I know before I let you go and we like have but that's okay I love you and it's fine people are gonna be like uh they're still going but I would love for you to just what advice do you have for anyone like moving through I would say bringing ceremony into their day-to-day if they just want to like bring a little bit of ceremony, a little bit of intention into their business every day or their life every day. What's something that you can bring some insight that's like a good first step? I'm going to say, okay, so it's the first step, but it's the hardest step. Okay. (laughs) It's a lot of what people do um, when they're, you know, when they've tried uh, quite a few things, but it's sitting with yourself. Um, Mm. I feel like the most potent ceremony anyone can do is sit with themselves for five minutes, no distractions, no phone, no laptop, no book, no like um, pencils or like just nothing, no music on, but coming back to a place of stillness. um, Because when we come back to a place from stillness, we naturally will start to just discover exactly our path. And will naturally start to, um, you know, it's a journey though in itself. Like it can be very uncomfortable to sit with ourselves, but we're just so incredibly, there's so many, like so much stuff happening to us every single day within this whole world, like so much stimulation that when we come back to ourselves, we'll start to innately know exactly what we need to do in our business, exactly what we need to do in our and in our lives. And I'm not saying that in a need from the ego, I'm saying like, you'll exactly intuitively know your innate wisdom. You'll know what the next step is. The only time that we don't is when we're actually looking at the external. So, um, I, and that can be like five minutes to start with. Um, but creating like a little space, I mean, that would be like my second thing is like creating a space that you come back to every day. And that's like an altar space, um, or something where it's just like, I don't know, a pillow in your favorite photo or like just, it doesn't have to be like this extravagant thing, but coming to a space where you can just be still with yourself. And when you drop into that space, you'll start to feel that infinite flow of support and energy that we have. And you'll actually start to witness the capacity we have. Like when you're completely there, it's just this like, it's like getting like the most like amazing massage in a way, you know, like (laughs) right now, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you're sitting there and like this, 
blissful state, not always though, and that's part of life, mm-hmm. is that no matter what's happening in your life, like I've been sick, you know, I've been mentioning that I've been like mm-hmm. sick with this massive head cold that I feel like is like a, a spiritual upgrade for myself within like where we're at energetically. I feel like this is just shedding another layer of an old self, um, like an old, old karmatic string that I'm going like, I still will drop into meditation and be with myself. And it might not be what I usually am doing, but it's still that act of that daily, um, that daily self care. And that's just sitting. And I mean, there's so many ways, like you can start with meditation, guided meditations. Um, you can, you know, there's like apps out there now that have it. You, I was just like trying to not do that though. And just put on a timer if you want and just allow yourself to like just literally sit right here and just sit and just feel into how you feel and it starts to really practice that muscle that we have that is our innate wisdom that we can really start to come into alignment and just kind of like blast our entire life open because you're following from your intuitive from yourself and you're learning about yourself um when we come back to a state of stillness we we start to actually understand that we're so supported, like this divine source, um, tree, Buddha, God, like all of this, like that potent energy, that universal energy is here to support us and that everything's happening for us. It's happening with us. It is part of this divine journey and knowing that when you come back to that stillness, you really start to feel it it might not happen tomorrow it might not happen after we hop off and if you drop into that space mm-hmm. for all of the lovelies that um lovely little beings that are listening with us and hanging out <laughs> like it might not be that but it will come and the the it's the hardest practice though a lot of people will start with guided meditation or going into um yoga asana or mindfulness or gratitude journaling in that which is so potent and so good but i say like if you want to fast track in that coming back to a state of stillness is going to be the most divine way that you can really understand yourself and start syncing with the natural cycles because we already are governing with that. We already know everything, but we don't spend enough time with ourselves. Yes. I love that so much. I always say the biggest and greatest form of self-love that you can give to yourself is taking a deep breath and actually letting your lungs fill with air. Yeah. Like actually allowing that to happen. Because so often we hold our stomachs and I tell you to take a deep breath and wait. And we only, and we don't even engage all three of like the chambers of breath. And like, we just never allow our bodies to actually be filled with. When you just feel that breath, you know, when you feel your lungs expand and contract and you feel that, like, I don't know what else is more luxurious than that feeling. Like that is our literally our body just governing so we can experience all of this and that's like so powerful knowing that that's always operating whether we want to or not like that is to me is like mine you know like it it's like how it's just mind-blowing to know that we have like this heart and this lung that is just like we don't even have to ask hey arm lift up I know what's so yeah cool, but it's like how like many times do we actually watch our arm moving going wow i love that yeah <laughs> i do that all everyone the time. On I psychedelic like, yeah. <laughs> now we're getting weird but it's true i like 
like I like will like watch my stomach rise and be like that's so cool or like yeah oh, like that's so cool or like watch my like neck and just like where am I I'm like oh that's interesting why am I like always kind of looking up like I'm like two feet tall but it's like I never like let people come to me and I had a a voice teacher Gail Whitford and she she like looked at me and she's just like look on the horizon so I look around the horizon and she said don't lift your head to go to them. Let them come to you. And I was like, wow. <laughs> like, and she also like, one of my favorite quotes from her as well is like, the breath is the inspiration. Like, it's like, I have a desire to live. My breath is the inspired action that follows. And I don't have to do anything. There's nothing like, and just coming back to that stillness and feeling into that is going to just unlock a life. It's going to, you know, start to, I feel as though once we actually start to feel that the universe starts to give us those signals of what's next for us, you know, like those little intuitive synchronicities and, or like the intuitive impulses and the synchronicities and just how much a life aligns and how much we can manifest in our life. But it's like coming back to that potency of just this entire being that's just beautifully moving. Mm -hmm. with no expectation of anything in return you know it's so cool no yeah. oh, I love my lungs <laughs> I know right oh my god I love my body <laughs> but so it's good. true oh so yeah coming back ceremony the most potent ceremony that anyone I would ever like guide to or recommend is coming back to that stillness and really just sitting with yourself and then you can, you can deepen your practice in so many ways with different rituals and asana and movement and dance parties and, you know, just celebration. Like, ceremony is celebration as well. Like, everything, like this, celebrating the shadows, the light, everything that occurs. Oh, that's such a good note. And on that note, thank you so much for coming and hanging out. I love you so much. Oh, I love and you too. And if you guys want to come see Brittany in person, come to the retreat. I'll drop the link below this one too. But where else can we find you? You have all the things. So <laughs> if you want to take some time and just like tell people where to find you. Yeah. So you can find me at um, Brittany. <laughs> you can find me at Brittany Reed on Instagram. I have always been just loving the Instagram stories. Um, and at Sacred Millionaire Facebook group, that's, um, that's my most so potent Facebook group energy where I talk about business. I talk about ceremony. Um, like we're going to do more and more live streaming events. That is kind of going to be the hub of where you can get live trainings with me and digitally come into ceremony. Um, I've always had a big, big desire to host live ceremonies. So Sacred Millionaire is going to be that potent energy and just really a, like allowing ourselves to live a sacred life with also changing. I um, get referred to as the, um, I talk about money, cacao, flow, and what's the one other funny thing? Oh, contract queen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
so um so just like that sacred life where we can really like millionaire stands for yes that financial abundance of like claiming what you desire in your life but also um that you are literally a millionaire at every stage of your life and um that wealth and that love within you is so potent just like that lung again um and mm. how to come back to sacredness so those are my two things and then um those are like the most like the two spaces i hang out the most um and then brittanyreed.ca is my website you can find moonchild there that's actually where you can find moonchild <laughs> yes and it's so good i love it so much Thank i always you so much little, like and when I need, like, a power day or something like that, I wear my untamed necklace. Aww. I love it. Beautiful. Yeah. I am so okay. incredibly thankful. And thank you so much for having me here fully expressed. Um, and um, I'm wishing you such a beautiful day. And for everyone that's watching, thank you so much for tuning in. Like, ask if there's any, like, questions or anything that people have or wow. comments in that. Like, drop it in um, the babes comments <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and we'll I have this Danny's like personal page yeah it's my personal page right now okay. um and then I've shared it to like the boss bitches only Facebook group and then the my Facebook business page too but wherever you're watching you can just drop them below and maybe tag Brittany like I I put your name everywhere so like they can, they can tag you too for questions anyone yeah. um I'll send some your way if anyone like direct messages me them. But thank you so much. That num sister. That num. Love you. Love you, you so much. Love. We'll see you in a month. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Bye. I hope you guys loved, loved, loved that interview. It was so much fun to hang out with Brittany. And I absolutely loved having her at my retreat. And I think she's going to be at every single one that I do because it was so amazing to collaborate with her. Guys, if you can find your tribe who really, it's truly collaboration with them and you both get to use inspiration and in your inspired skills set and just things that you love to allow that to kind of blend together is so incredible and so powerful. So find your tribe guys. And if you feel that connection with someone, it's just such an incredible thing. And I hope everyone finds their soul sisters and just finds people who they can truly, truly connect with. So I'm so excited. And, um, I didn't get a chance to get this interview out before the retreat, but it was absolutely incredible. And I hope that the next one will be really, really soon. I'm playing with some ideas and some dates. So if you're interested in that, email me at teamsdriveandshine at gmail.com and I will get back to you ASAP. Or you can email me at danny at daniellejuriso.com and just email me. Let me know you want to be in on the next retreat and I'll make sure I will message you ASAP when those tickets go live. And if you did want to come hang out in person, I am doing a live workshop here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and that's going to be next month. And I'm so excited about it. I'm teaming up with YYC Girl Gang. If you have ever been to one of their events, they are absolutely amazing. Such a good place to find your soul sisters here in Calgary if you're local. And it's just such an incredible place to connect with like-minded people. So if you want to come, I'm doing a goal setting workshop and really stepping behind the scenes on what happens when you set a goal, how you can avoid all self-sabotage and how you can truly continue to, you know, expand and elevate through 
your entire life and continue to smash your goals and get centered on the life that you truly desire. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and go over to my Instagram at Danny Driuso, or you can go ahead and go to at YYC Girl Gang or yycgirlgang.com, I think, or .ca, but I'm pretty sure it's .com. I'll put in the show notes below. And yeah, come hang out, and that would be so incredible. Tickets are 50 bucks, I think, and it's going to be such an impactful workshop. So I hope to see you there. I hope you loved this interview, and I cannot wait to see you next time on From Passion to Paycheck. Bye, guys. Love you. Did you love, love, love this episode? If you did, then I want to hear about it. I want you to go ahead and head over to striveandshine.ca. In the bottom right-hand corner, there is a little tiny email button where you can send me your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, what you want to hear more of on the show. And I would be forever thankful for your feedback. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. I can't wait to hang out with you again. And I will see you guys next time on From Passion to Paycheck.